Welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. Oh, wow, Lucy, this is our last episode. Woohoo, yes, our last and hopefully our best. Always keen to end on a high. One thing we're talking about this week are the things you promised yourself you'd never do when you had kids. <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine made a list before she had kids of all the things her and her husband agreed they'd never do with their kids. I must get her to dig that out and see how they're doing. Yes, I saw a post that said, parenting was so much easier when I raised my non-existent children, hypothetically. <laughs> so true. <laughs> right, first up, let's hear from Baby. What's happening for Baby? Three months is a big deal, isn't it? Yeah, it's a real milestone. It's around now that you should start getting some more sleep at night and your baby really knows who her special people are. And what's more, her joints are getting more flexible, allowing her to wave and kick more forcefully. Be prepared for some wriggling as she exercises those little limbs. She may even be one of the few babies of this age who can keep herself amused by opening and closing her fingers and batting her hands together. Plus, another huge milestone is rolling. Yes, if you lie your baby on her tummy, she may amaze you by rolling over to her back. This is because her hip, knee and elbow joints are becoming stronger and more flexible, making it easier for her to lever herself up. Brilliant. I love it when they do this and look amazed at what they've just done. Your baby may learn to roll over without warning, surprising you and her. So it's a good idea to start changing her nappy on the floor whenever possible, just in case. And if you can't change her on a floor, make sure you don't leave her unattended when changing her nappy on a raised surface. Your baby's sense of humour is developing nicely too. When you tickle her, play a game of peekaboo or blow a raspberry on her tummy, you're likely to be rewarded with a gummy grin or a hearty chuckle. Aww, in fact, laughing is considered a developmental milestone for babies. Make the most of it by talking to your baby, pulling silly faces and reading out loud using funny voices. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening for you? This week we're here with a look after yourself reminder. Yeah, if you're spending hours feeding your baby, it's easy to forget to eat well yourself. But however busy or tired you are, try to aim for nutritious foods when you can. This will help to give you the energy you need to care for your baby. So this is a kind of cut down on the takeaway reminder. (laughs) Yeah, don't keep reaching for the chocolate. (laughs) Um, It's understandable that you might want to lose weight quickly, but it's important not to go on a strict diet if you're breastfeeding. Instead, at the risk of stating the bloomy obvious, just go for balanced meals three times a day. In between meals, just try to choose healthy snacks, obviously. Stuff like fruit and rice cakes and raw vegetables. And be sure to drink plenty of water to stay hydrated. If you're breastfeeding, you and your baby have probably established a good routine by now. So it may come as a surprise if you run into any issues. Yes, however, mastitis can strike at any time. So if your breasts have become hot, red, swollen and sore, then I'm afraid you may be suffering from mastitis. Mastitis mostly affects breastfeeding mums, but you can still get it if you're bottle feeding. If you are breastfeeding, though, try to keep feeding your baby through it or at least expressing milk. Mastitis is often caused by a buildup of milk in your breast, so stopping can make it worse. If you feel unwell or if feeding doesn't make a difference to the inflammation, then go and see your GP. Yes, and if you've had mastitis for a few days and it's become infected, your doctor may prescribe an antibiotic that's safe for you to take while breastfeeding. There are some self-help methods you can try whether you're taking antibiotics or not. We'll put the link in the show notes. 
too embarrassed to ask. This week, our too embarrassed to ask question is, what is it with the mum tribes? I sometimes feel so different from other mums. So you're probably venturing forth into some baby social circles, whether it's your antenatal group that's now meeting up post-babies, a local massage get-together, for babies obviously, or some old friends who are now new mums. And you'll no doubt be realising that even friends you thought you knew before you had a baby may turn into a different creature or become a more accentuated version once you bring a baby into the mix. So true. So for your amusement, we thought we would describe a few of the mum tribes that we've come across before. Oh great Claire, love it. I thought it would be fun to imagine a few scenarios and how different mums might react. And by the way, please don't take offence to any of this. People who know us will probably see some of us in these descriptions as we're also poking fun at ourselves. So scenario number one is someone in the group suggests that we'll all go for a drink one evening without the babies and leave them with our partners or another family member. Okay, so you'll have Instamum. They literally work full time in personal self-promotion. From how incredibly helpful and supportive their partner is, including details of delicious plant-based meal that they've cooked from scratch, to the predictable details of their baby sleeping straight through at seven weeks. So this evening out will be no problem for her. Hubby will have been urging her to go out for weeks and enjoy some time for herself. And they'll be co-parenting and sharing maternity leave. So he'll have everything in hand anyway. In contrast, poor stressed out mum literally can't entertain the idea of going out so soon. The baby's only three months. It'll be at least three years before she has any social life again. Her partner's trying to reassure her that he will be fine but then he puts on too much cream after a nappy change and her fears he can't actually cope are confirmed. She won't be able to make drinks tonight and looks at you all like you're a bit mad. (laughs) Then there's Earthy Mother. Is she able to come for some drinks? Her first concern will be her other two children and how she will manage a gap in breastfeeding because she's still feeding them, plus they co-sleep. So she tends to have to lie down with them all for a few hours to get them off, by which time she's also asleep. So the chances of ever getting out there are slim to... Well, non-existent. (laughs) Then there's In Denial Mum. She still can't believe you have to give up anything for a baby. She hasn't even thought about who's looking after the baby, but she is at those drinks with bells on. She's just so relieved that someone else in the group is up for it and has been wondering from about three days after birth when it'd be okay to suggest a night out. She'll literally strap the baby to her and carry on partying if necessary. Okay, Claire, which one of those is you? Well, I recognise a bit of Insta and In Denial in there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, on to scenario two is when someone turns up at your weekly get together at three months and plonks their kid on the floor and you all suddenly realise he's sitting up on his own. Everyone does a double take and then competitive mum says, trying to hide her horror, he's sitting up. It's In Denial mother's child and she just says, yeah, nonchalantly. Competitive mum stands her baby up holding onto his hands and says, well, little Johnny is standing, weight-bearing, he can do all of this for about 20 seconds now. Look, he's so strong. I think he'll just skip the sitting stage and go straight into walking. He can't be bothered with that sitting nonsense. He really is incredibly driven. I can see it already. His cousin was walking at seven months and now he's training with a local football academy. Earth Mother looks across and says, I'm not sure if sitting is a good idea for such a young baby. Ideally, they should be cradled in the fetal position with no stress to any of their joints and attached to you at all times. I think we should be really careful not to push their bodies too much. (laughs) Stressed out mum looks at her aghast. Oh, really? Oh, gosh. I think I've been trying to get my Rosie to sit up with cushions around her and now I've probably ruined her spine. What book did you read that in Earth, mum? I don't think I have that book. I knew I'd missed something. 
I need to be holding her in the sling more, but it hurts my back. But I'm probably being really selfish and she's going to grow up with a complex because I'm not attachment parenting enough. But then my mum reckons I'm doing it too much. I just don't know what to do. And so for the last scenario, we're flashing forward as to what is still to come. The babies are six and a half months old and you've met in a cafe for some lunch. In denial, mum arrives and pulls out a sachet and rummages around in her bag for a spoon. She's very chuffed when she finds one in the bottom. She looks at the group smiling. Ah, even remembered a spoon, she chuckles and cracks off the top of the baby food as her baby looks expectantly from his high chair. Competitive mum delves into her bag for her baby-led weaning set. She lays out a mat and opens the first of a set of sustainable bamboo pots that (laughs) each contain a different vegetable, prepared in a different way for her child to try. She drops in how she was really surprised, but his palate is so extensive and he is so flavour-curious that he even loves butternut squash roasted with a light curry mix. She wants him to travel when he's older and be open to any cuisine. (laughs) Stressed out mum has already fed her child at home as she just can't cope with all the paraphernalia at cafe. But then when her baby sees all the other children eating, she starts to bawl her eyes out. All of a fluster, she searches in her bag for something to give her. But luckily, Earth Mother has a sugar-free homemade vegan breadstick, which she offers for her baby to suck on. Oh, well, we hope you don't entirely recognise yourself or any friends (laughs) in those descriptions. And obviously, none of them are based on anyone we know. But it's just a bit of a laugh. Bit of fun. And of course, everyone has days where they feel like they're fighting a losing battle and everyone else is a better mum than you are. And some days where you're probably exuding smugness and unknowingly making other people feel insecure. Oh, for sure. I know a friend who I went to a party with. She had three under three and she was rocking it. The two youngest were twins and everyone was going crazy for them. And she just looked like the picture of Mother Nature. But when we left, she burst into tears on my shoulder. and I was so shocked and I was like, what's wrong? And she said she felt like a fraud, looking like she was coping when she just wasn't and that no one knew the half of how hard it was. Oh, we can all relate to that, can't we? You can't win, really. (laughs) But just be you and find your own tribe or non-tribe. The key is finding people who parent in a fairly similar way to you and are relaxing to hang out with. Definitely. Although at times you'll take anyone for a bit of company on those long baby days. (laughs) Well, that's true. What do you expect this week? In What to Expect Next, we thought we would have a little bit of a laugh this week about the things you said you'd never do, <laughs> from bottle feeding and dummies to screen time and feeding in the bath. So, Lucy, what have you done that you said you'd never do? Oh, I really don't know where to start. Uh, I definitely said I'd use cloth nappies, and I confess I didn't. I used um, disposable, although they were biodegradable. Oh, yes. Get that in there. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Claire? Um... I think I might have been caught with a small glass of wine while still breastfeeding. I was just the one. Oh, gosh, yes. Don't worry. Yeah, not recommended. <laughs> yeah, it's so easy when you don't have kids, isn't it? To imagine this utopian perfect world, but something has to give. I think the happier parents are those that treat their first child like their third and let them go under the radar a little bit rather than focusing on every single detail. Yeah, we had a look through the community and picked out some contributions on this subject. So the first one up is before my little one came along, I was adamant I was exclusively breastfeeding, not using bottles or formula and definitely never a dummy. He's now five weeks. I feed express milk in bottles, give one formula bottle per day to top up my supply and he had a dummy. My baby has had bad reflux and my letdown was making his reflux worse. And a dummy helps soothe him when reflux is playing up. And why not if it creates a contented baby? Here's another from a new parent. 
I wanted to do extended breastfeeding, but I gave formula when I had no supply when he was first born. Again, the dummy, I'm trying to give it to him every day, but he's refusing. I have a fussy baby and I need something to soothe him other than my breast. He's a comfort nurser and I'm really suffering. I didn't want to use colic drops all the time with him, but now I give him the drops twice a day. Uh, yeah, I love this post. Next one says, my little boy has just turned four. I've done so many things I thought I would never do with him. I said I'd never bribe him with sweets, but potty training when he was two and a half, he got a chocolate coin left over from Christmas every time he went on the potty, worked a treat. No TV until he was one, I said, but my husband took paternity leave and I went back to work when he was six months old. Within days, he was watching baby TV. My child would never be that screaming child in the supermarket. Mm, yes, on more than one occasion, I've walked out of the supermarket with a screaming toddler under my arm. Can't recommend click and collect enough. No need to even get your kids out of the car. Bliss. And then finally she says, my children would always eat at the table until you have that day where you find yourself feeding your toddler a baby pouch in the bath before bed because you've had one hell of a day and can't face the cleanup post-dinner. Oh, how the list goes on. I say pick your battles and do what works best for your family. Here's another from the community. I was the world's best mum until I had kids. I was never going to co-sleep, but I have with all my three children. I was never going to be one of those mums who let their toddlers have tantrums in public. So funny how judgmental I was over this when my eldest son had the nickname Lucifer from the age of two due to his kickoffs in public. I'd never let my children eat rubbish food, no chocolate, no junk food, no sweets, organic food only and all home cooked. And another contributor said, no formula. Lasted four days until milk didn't come in and we were readmitted to hospital due to low weight. No dummy. Lasted about a week. No co-sleeping. Lasted two weeks. Oh, and that last one I can really relate to as someone who was desperate to breastfeed but couldn't. So this is a bit of fun. But of course, the message is that sometimes it's better to be able to readjust and not stay fixed to one decision. Yeah, be flexible. Go with the flow and enjoy your baby as much as you can. That seems a great note to finish the series on, Claire. So that brings us to an end for this week and for the 48 episodes. You've heard us say it often enough, but the podcasts don't replace medical advice and you should speak to your own doctor or health visitor if you have any concerns. People talk about roller coaster experiences, but I don't think they know the half of it until they've had kids. Uh-oh. We wish you and your family all the very best and as always, stay well, stay healthy. Yes, and if you've enjoyed this series, then please do rate us, review us and share with your friends and family. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby, download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.